You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? Back to the same old place. Sweet home, Chicago. Welcome back. Bears fans, another edition of Bears Nation podcast, sponsored today by Manscaped. As we all know, 2020 has not exactly been anybody's year. Uh, it has been full of ups and downs, a lot of turmoil, lots of unprecedented times, if you will. But it's all right because it is almost 2021. We are about to turn the corner. It's going to be a new chapter. We're going to leave this year behind. And Manscaped is going to be right there with us, with you, with me, with Kevin, with Chris. Manscaped has our back for 2021 because 2020, as I said, didn't really go so great. Some of us may have let ourselves go a little bit. I know I did because I had to do Whole30 and then I ended up in the hospital because of Whole30, possibly. I don't know. Never really got a full, uh, never really got a full uh, diagnostic there. But it was the day after I finished my Whole30 and then I was in the hospital. So eager to leave that behind, eager to go into 2021 with Manscaped. They're going to help you reboot, stay clean, coming out 2021, coming out, looking fresh, looking trim. We're going to, we're going to pull ourselves together, people. We're going to pull ourselves together and Manscaped is here for us with the package 3.0 has all the tools you want, has everything to get you trimmed up, get you looking tight and clean and ready to go back outside for the love of God back outside. So you don't want to be walking out there, not looking your best. So that's what manscaped is here for the lawnmower 3.0, the skin safe trimmer, everything you need, the toner, the gels, everything you need to be looking hot in 2021. Let's stay hot Kings. Let's stay hot. So do that. Go with manscaped, leave 2020 behind Jump into 2021 fully fresh with Manscaped. Use the code SHI, that's C-H-I, from us to you, a little gift to you from us and Manscaped. C-H-I, that's 20% off and free shipping. That's going to get you looking really nice for 2021 when we can finally go out and do stuff. And personally, I am excited to close out a cruddy dive bar again at 3 a.m., possibly later, but that's my own personal business, and we won't have to get too much into that. Manscaped is going to be there, though. That's code CHI, SHY, 20% off, free shipping. Do it. Help us help you help us. So, without further ado, that laughing and giggling you hear is from Kevin Lapka, and Chris Nano is on mute, but I hope he was laughing too, because we're, we have fun here. We, we have fun here. We like to have a good time. So, Let's have some fun. Let's get into it. Bears Nation podcast previewing those frauds in Minnesota, looking at a playoff spot, must win game, as the lovely Ed Obradovich would say, because I worked with him yesterday. This is your Super Bowl. You got to win this game. You need to, I mean, really got to win every game, but this is it. I mean, this is the first step, the first leap, and you got to win this game. And the Vikings, you know, you had a chance to beat them a couple weeks ago. You got to have a revenge game here. 
How the hell am I supposed to follow up that ad read? I mean, we should just end the episode now. I mean, Jake is undefeated on these Manscaped ad reads. Another fine performance there from Mr. Hassan. But yes, this is the Bears Super Bowl. Uh, I'm jacked up. I'm juiced up, guys. I mean, this is big time. I mean, like we said, Bears win this week against the Vikings. Cardinals lose to the Eagles. Jalen Hurts goes off. Boom! Bears are in the playoffs as of week 15. Isn't that what it's week 15 this week? Yes, it is. So, I mean, it, it, like, like we said last time, it's right there in front of them. And Jake mentioned saying this is a fraud Vikings team. Let's look at the last four games here for the Minnesota Vikings. You know, people think, oh, you know, they started one and five, and now they're, they're a lot better of a team, right? They're good. They're better than the Bears. They're, you know, five slots ahead of them in the power rankings, all this. Well, let's look at their last four games. November 22nd, lost to the Cowboys, 31 to 28. Uh, the week after that, uh, they lost to the Panthers. They beat the Panthers. Sorry, 28 to 27 by one point. The week after that, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars took them to OT. They ended up winning that game 27-24, but went to OT with the Jaguars. And then last week, lost 26 to 14 against the Buccaneers. Guys, this is not a a surging Vikings team. A Vikings team that's got it all figured out. They started one and five, and and they're back, and now they're ready to be a playoff team. This is still not a threatening team in my opinion. Yes, oh, oh, I would disagree with that. Justin really? Jefferson. Why? Ju- I, there are threats on this. Justin Jefferson. Okay, there are, is, oh, yes. He, like, there there, are this, this is a threatening team. Dalvin Cook is an MVP nah. candidate. Uh, Justin Jefferson is Not probably anymore. the rookie of the year. Uh, and Adam Thielen, of course, keeps doing what he does. He's been consistently a great wide receiver year in and year out. And, I, I mean, this team has threats. I wouldn't say this isn't a dangerous team. This is, this is a beatable team. But there are th- if you don't prep there are threats. this is a team that can hurt you. There are threats, but as a team overall, I'm still not like they're, they're not. I think what I'm trying to say is they're not as scary as what some people make them out to be. Chris, I don't know if you agree, but that's kind of where I'm at. And we'll dive deeper into that. But at this given moment, I just showed you the last four games because, like I said, you know people people had this conception about the Vikings that oh they're one and five and now they got it all figured out. They're good. They're great. They're on their way to the playoffs. I'm just here to tell you that that's not 100% the case. But Chris, what do you see? Yeah, I, I'm kind of with Kevin um, up until like he, here's the thing. I don't think the Vikings are a good team. I, I just truly don't um, even, you know, they, they beat the Bears on Monday night a couple weeks back. And I think I think we we would all agree that that was the Bears, you know, just shooting themselves in the foot more than it was the Vikings winning that game. Um, that's kind of how it felt the entire game watching that. Um I I, kind of just think they're I I almost want to say they're in the same tier as the Bears. Um, But, you know, from top to bottom, I think the Mm -hmm. Bears do have a, a, you know, more loaded roster. Um, It's just about they're going to be able to, you know, play their game. If the Bears are able to play their game, I think they probably will steamroll the Vikings um, as long as everyone's healthy. Um, But like Jake said, I mean, you have Dalvin Cook there. Justin Jefferson has been phenomenal. Adam Thielen's Adam Thielen. Um, And, you know, they have two, you know, uh, no one really talks about Kyle Rudolph um, or Irv Smith Jr. And and I think both of those guys are so solid. Um, You know, they're not going to they're not going to have the stats to really to really, you know, impress people or have people talking about them for, for days or weeks. But, you know, I think they get the job done. And, and, you know, that's something that I feel like a lot of people don't pay attention to. Um, but, you know, I, I do think the Bears are a better team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, to me, this just kind of feels like another toss-up game. But, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with both, both you guys that, you know, the Vikings aren't a very good team. But, you know, they do have the weapons where if you're not on your game, they can definitely make you pay. Well, I, I think the big thing 
because we're talking about the guys on the field and the guys, you know, the Bears are a talented roster. We've talked about this. The Bears have talent. Um, but that being said, uh, the, the Bears are at a severe disadvantage when it comes to the coaching. Mike Zimmer is a very, very good head coach. He gets his guys ready to play. Uh, he knows what he has. He knows. And, you know, I, I think I heard this point made, uh, might have been by Adam Hogue, but uh, the point being that Mike Zimmer knows who Mitch Trubisky is. He knows who the Bears are. Um, you know, he, yes, he had to play Nick Foles a couple weeks ago, but uh, he's seen Mitch Trubisky. He's seen this team. He knows what this team is. He knows what he has. Uh, Matt Nagy. While the coaching was better last week, uh, that was a defeated Houston Texans team with nothing to play for. Uh, the Vikings are right in this playoff race as well. You're neck and neck with them. Mike Zimmer is going to have those guys ready, and I would very much – I mean, I think we can all agree that Mike Zimmer is a better head coach than Matt Nagy, yes? Yes. Yeah. And- yeah. So, well, you- so that – well, let me, let me just wrap up this point real quick. I, I just think it, it scares me a little bit in that department because coaching, as we have seen, can lose you games. And so I am a little bit concerned. I wouldn't say I'm scared. I'm concerned about Zimmer having his guys more prepared than Nagy is going to have his guys. Yes, and that's that's a fair concern. I mean, that that's technically a concern every week right now for this team and this coaching staff. But you did mention how, well, Zimmer knows Trubisky and Zimmer knows this and that. I mean, yes, that's true. But Mike Zimmer's only beaten Mitch Trubisky one time in Mitch Trubisky's career. Sure. Mitch hasn't lost to the Vikings since 2017. Uh, he's won his last four games against the Vikings. Obviously, people don't remember he did not play last time these two teams played, it was Nick Foles out there, and that was part of the reason why they lost that game, 19-13. to But let's kind of look at that game. You know, let's look at back at, at that Monday night game, what went wrong, and how the Bears can learn from that game and see what they can do better to win this time out. Last game, oh, it was bad, guys. Uh, Dave Montgomery was out. Cordero Patterson was the leading rusher with 30 yards. Oh, I, for- in an I forgot about that. Yeah, it was that game. Martavis Pierce had three carries for nine yards. Uh, Nick Foles had one carry for two yards. Nick Foles out there in the move last uh, last time they played. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, a total 17 carries for 41 yards. So, I mean, it's pretty clear and obvious. Yes, the passing game needs to be better uh, than what Nick Foles put out there last time. But it, it comes down to the running game. And, guys, right now, I mean, David Montgomery has the past two weeks has been one, a top three, top five running back in the NFL statistically. Uh, you go down the list, he I believe he's the second – or the first best pass catcher as a running back, which is it's just extremely valuable to this offense. He's up there in top 10 in broken tackles. He's up there in top 10 uh, in, in, I think, yards after the catch. Like, all these statistics. And he is running like a top three running back. And they have the momentum there with the running game. So you look at how you're going to defeat this Vikings team and you want to make it safe. you got to dominate that time possession. And luckily, right now, the Bears look like they're in the position to do that the way Dave Montgomery is running the football. And guys, I'll admit it, I, I was... I was dead wrong about Montgomery a few weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he's a true uh, RB1. I think they should, you know, go more by committee. He has shut me up. The guy is a true RB1. And if he continues to play this way the next four weeks, and by the way, before I say that, he really, I believe he reached a 20.33 miles per hour speed on the 80 yard run, which is, it's it's the fastest he's ever been in his whole career. So that burst and explosion is there. And that speed that I always talk about and what we want from a running back is there from David Montgomery. So it's really good to see that. But if he plays the next four games, the next three games, and this week against Minnesota, the way he has the past three weeks, this Bears offense will continue to run well, and they should have no problem against a Minnesota front seven, especially Minnesota front seven that could be without Eric Kendricks, arguably the best player on their defense. So if the Bears get that running game going, they will find major, major success against the Vikings. It's a big formula for them to win. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do agree that Zimmer is a better coach than Matt Nagy. Um, but the thing is, like, you know, we know Matt Nagy isn't calling the plays anymore. Um, you know, so what really is he doing to where he could get out coach? I mean, obviously, he's just because he's not calling plays doesn't mean he's not coaching guys up or telling guys what to do. But it's just it, it almost seems like, you know, there's not much he could do to lose us the game. Other than, you know, I mean, not give the guys a good speech before the game or, or you know, talk to the players <laughs> during the game. But like, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know if that aspect really, um, you know, I don't know how much it's going to come into play because, like, you know, he's not calling plays anymore. So, um, I, I just you, do you guys get what I'm trying to say? One thousand percent. Yes. The, the, yes. the thing the, the thing with that for me, though, is that the head coach still gets these guys ready to play the guy. Yes. He's, I mean, he still draws the practices up. I mean, which the Bears couldn't even practice today because uh, they had the courier of the covid test did not deliver them to the that was super weird. Oh. Don't know. I mean, you, you, you talk about you had one job, um, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, but. I mean, I, I just worry about Nagy. I don't know. I, I guess yeah. it's just ingrained in my brain at this point. I uh, mean, it's it, it's valid. Like, I, I that's the thing. Like, you can't – I don't think you can blame anyone for, for having that thought about Nagy or ha, or feeling like Nagy's going to, you know, drag this team down because, I mean, he, like, he's done it. Like, you know what right. I mean? So And, and I, I would like to offer on the flip side of that, though, that this team finally got the monkey off their back. You snapped the losing streak. You beat – the Texans, you beat Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, these guys now, you've seen the result. You've seen that you can play well and that you can hold a star quarterback, albeit without his top five weapons. Um, yeah. You can hold a star quarterback to, you know, one touchdown, and you, you've seen that it can happen. You have some a little fire now. You see, okay, you know, let, let's run it back, blah, blah, blah. And I would also like to say that, it, even if Nagy maybe isn't doing the best job getting these guys ready, maybe he's not giving like a super inspiring speech at practice or whatever. I can't believe I'm saying it, but Mitch Trubisky is that guy. Mitch Trubisky, yeah. I mean, as we see Mitch Trubisky off the field and at practice, he does all the right things. He says all the right things. Uh, I, I honestly, I think he's the right guy you want getting ready for this game. I think he's the guy that you know, it can get this team fired up, especially after the performance he put together on Sunday. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, after the Packers game, it felt, you know, we saw him give that, that pregame speech, that pre-kick speech, and he was fired up and it felt a little uh, fluky, a little fake because, you know, then you got your teeth kicked in, uh, which led to our longest episode ever. But, uh, you know, now you get that win and he has a great performance against the Texans. And I think now, you know, guys are – if they weren't bought in before, which is I, – I don't really know how much truth there is to that because we saw him with Allen Robinson joking on the sideline, blah, blah, blah. But I, I think he's the right guy to have going this, into this week, into this matchup with the Vikings. Here's what Mitch Trubisky is doing right now for this team. He's playing inspiring football. The players yep. are going to be inspired to play for Mitch Trubisky. I think that's what you're seeing. Uh, I mean, like you mentioned, I, we I saw think- signs of life from Khalil Mack. 
we saw signs of life from Khalil Mack. Uh, you, again, I, I know this is just a little gif that's going around on the internet, but that that uh, interaction between Allen Robinson and Mitch Trubisky that we saw on the sideline, like that is so crucial, and I can't exactly explain why, but just seeing that, seeing that interaction is crucial. Again, like you mentioned, Khalil Mack, a lot of these other guys coming out to play, uh, making plays. They, they, they looked like a team that was playing inspired last week. And when they play inspired, you know, they win the game. They win football games. The past six games before that, they none of those games were they playing inspired football. None of them. And Mitch Trubisky, you could argue, is single-handedly inspiring this team with the way he is playing. And I really do think, you know, yes, him being benched was completely the wrong decision, but you want to look for a blessing in disguise. I think it really did help some of his leadership qualities. And I don't think you can deny that at all. I mean, he was clearly humbled. He said, Nagy, even Nagy made, he learned a lot. He became a different player over that time, uh, learned just how to be a different leader. He's sitting there behind Nick Foles, a guy who's who's been a good leader uh, around the league. So, I mean, it, it's great. And now you see the progress to that now he performs well now other players like you know what you know our quarterback's playing well I'm inspired let's keep this wrong let's keep it moving and Mitch is getting those guys fired up and they're in a good place right now I don't want to jinx it but they are in a good place right now from a confidence standpoint from an inspiration standpoint and I think they're probably like in the best place that they could possibly be going into this game I think that's what Jake is hinting at is we know this team is built off of confidence and built off of their culture and right now they're in a very good place for that now you just you know, nothing can mess it up right now. You know, nobody can go on the COVID list. Nobody get injured. They're in a good place. And if you carry this momentum into Sunday, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be playing inspired from that first snap. And when they do, usually leads to W's for this team. So I'm in that regard, I'm feeling confident about where this team is at. Because in the past, Chris, as you know, Jake, as you know, I and mean, we've had these questions all week long, uh, all year long, really, about um, in, in prior weeks, you know, uh, how inspired is this team? Are they going to come out and play for their coach? Are they going to come out and play for their quarterback? And I don't think that's a question now. And I think that's very refreshing to know that these players are actually going to come out. And I'm not going to say they were not trying in the past, but you're going to visibly see that they are playing more inspired than they have been in the past. And that is so, so crucial to this team. So that that's what I'm really looking forward to. And I think that's a product of what Mitch Trubisky has done the past three weeks. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but when the Bears first brought Nick Foles in, my oh, my first question, the very first thing that I brought up on Twitter, and, I, and then I said it later on in the week on one of our episodes, but I asked, is Nick Foles going to be motivated? Is he going to be inspired? What is he playing for? Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and this is not a shot at Nick Foles mm-hmm. because, even if he has absolutely, even if he comes out and says there, I'm absolutely, I'm playing for absolutely nothing. He's going to go out there and give it his, his all because he's a professional, you know, he's a good guy and, and he's going to go out there and try to do his job. But the thing is like that, I, I, I do think there's like that motivation factor that in football that, you know, is kind of not talked about enough. And that's kind of why, like, I a hundred percent agree with what you guys are saying, because Trubisky is the court like where the Bears are at right now? These final couple games, I, I think he's the perfect quarterback to to kind of um, to, to lead you because you know this is a guy that you know forget about the Bears like just viewing it from Mitch Trubisky's you know position, he has to go out there and do his job probably more than anybody else on the field because you know he's playing for something, like you know he's playing for for a job next year so. Um, you know, you, you, you know, you mix that with the fact that the bears are, you know, trying to trying to win out and get to the playoffs or, or what have you. And, and, you know, I think that's the perfect, you know, recipe It's the perfect mix. 
it's just such a weird juxtaposition, I guess, because <clears throat> Kevin has been on this hill for years. Yeah. And and it, I guess rightfully so. Um, but it, it's you just got to take care of business is the thing you got to. I'm afraid that the game plan might change. If that mm. makes sense what from what you did, like it, it, like what you did against the Texans, the movement, the you know the bootlegs, the options, like everything that you were doing that worked. And granted, this Texans team again defeated. They got nothing to play for. They're checked out. Um, they're booking hotels in Cancun. But you know, and, and you made a good point earlier, Kevin, that you've beaten the Vikings. You know you can do it. Mitch Trubisky, daddy's the Vikings. So uh, you know, I'm just worried that. I, I just hope that this coaching staff realizes what worked against Houston and to an extent what worked in the previous two weeks as well yeah. um, when, when Mitch started and you keep doing those things because this, like we've talked about, this is a beatable Vikings team. This is a team you can beat. This is a team you have beat. The, the defense is going to be inspired. The offense certainly looks better and inspired. I, just, I, I can't trust these coaches. Well, well, here's it's the reality of it, Jake. It's hard to trust his coaches because, especially because David Montgomery yeah. needs at least 15 carries this game. Yes, at least the bar. That's the bar. <laughs> yeah. the bar Listen is to this. With that, Listen to this. Listen to this. 30 minutes ago, from Adam Johns. All right, Bears QB Mitch Trubisky said they're doing things offensively that he's asking for. He made similar comments a few weeks ago about his input when he returned as a starter. He wants to be on the move to run play action and to get Cole Kmet going. Okay. Which so we have seen. Kmet has definitely been more yeah. of a fact in the yeah. last three weeks. So, like, I'm wondering if, you know, Laser kind of taking over as play caller kind of changed things, which I, I guess is the only change that happened. So, I mean, that's kind of what you're going to put it on. But. The question becomes, was Trubisky uncomfortable or anybody approaching Nagy about changing up the game plan, which then is inherently yeah. an issue in and of itself. Or yeah. was Nagy selfish and not doing it? I think you have also, to... You know, also, that's, yeah. yeah, that's probably... Here's the thing, guys. I don't think Mitch Trubisky just sat there in silence when Matt Nagy wasn't running what he felt was best for him. Like, I, maybe he I did, though. Th- what, what was that? I said, maybe, maybe he did, though. Maybe he did, though. Like you, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think <laughs> which is probably man. worse than. <laughs> well, yeah, no, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I just kind of find it hard to believe that Mitch, Mitch Trubisky knows, you know, the, the offense that's being run isn't best suited for him, and he's just gonna stand there and not say anything. Like he, we've he seen Mitch playing. Trubisky. What was that? Well, he wasn't playing too, so. Well, fair yeah. enough. But I'm just talking about like since you know the beginning of last year, because you know sure. we did talk about we did talk about how you know the offense wasn't playing to his strengths, like even last year. So. What a concept. Um, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> Crazy and when you just, put your players in a position to succeed, things go better. Yeah, it, it's just man, that that's kind of what sucks. And, and, and you know, I, I kind of want to go back to our episode um, earlier in the week when you know I was saying I want the Bears to lose this and that and. And, like, you guys just don't understand. I mean, you guys do understand. You guys are freaking Bears fans, too. But, like, it's just, uh, like, there's something with these coaches that I just want them to be out of here so badly that it's gotten me to that point. And, and like, I am so terrified 
of the Bears winning enough games to where they come back because I just, you know, I've had no, enough no, no, of no. Nagy. Well, had- okay, before we do that, because I, I would venture, I would like to say not all of the coaches are Juan Castillo deserves a lot of credit for putting for the reshuffling of the offensive line. Sam Mustafer at center has been an abs has been a revelation. I mean, you're still missing James Daniels. Cody Whitehair moves to guard, uh, which was kind of, we were which where he played college, his college position was guard and we moved him to center for whatever reason. Um, And he's been fine, some ups and downs, but Sam Mustafer and granted Mustafer was hurt. He was on IR. And I, I believe he might have had some COVID issues as well. I yes, could be making – He did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he had a lot going on. So that's why you haven't seen him sooner. But, I mean, credit to Juan Castillo for going with that. And Alex Bars has been much, much better uh, since being thrust into starting – into a starting role. Uh, I think he's been average to above average. And I think there's definitely potential there for him to – I think he's for sure earned a, a job next year. Um, but back to Mustafer. Juan Castillo knew him in high school yeah, when Mustafer oh, really? was in high school, played with Juan Castillo's son. So, you know, he's he's known this guy for a long time. And and that's why people are saying, oh, well, why wasn't he in earlier then? Again, IR, COVID, so on and so forth. But since being put in as the center, I mean, talk about a guy yeah. that's earned a job next year. I, I mean, I think you got to roll with it. You keep, I think once Daniels is back, I mean, you see if bars can maybe cut it as a tackle so that you could get yeah. one of those stooges out of there. And then, I yeah. mean, you have, what, four or five pieces of your offensive line set already. Yeah. No, honestly. Juan like, deserves to be back next year. Now that now that I'm thinking about it, like, if you go with the interior, starting from left to right, Daniels, Mustafer, then Whitehair yeah. along the interior, and then... And then you can even if bars can play tackle, like my God, that would be huge. That would yeah. be huge because then even, at as, that even point, as a even as a backup guard though, we've seen how important that is. So yeah, exactly. And like just think about think about a world where you know you have forget about Leno, but you, you start about you start at Daniels and then you go to the right. So Daniels, Mustafer, white hair, and then let's say Bars replaces Massey. Then at that point, the only guy that you really have to replace is is Charles Leno. And and honestly, I think He's if that's bad. your offensive line with, with Leno plus those four guys, I think you can even live with Leno. Honestly, yes, like 100%. at that point, I mean. So uh, I was looking at this. If you're if you're likely to say goodbye to Massey or Leno, and I think we all agree that one of them needs to be replaced at least. Ideally both, but probably only one is what you're going to get. Um, Leno, if you cut him after this year, is a $5 million cap hit. And that's not bad in terms of the NFL. That's pretty good. Um, Massey, your easiest out, isn't until probably after next year. So... You're, if, if you're going to get a change at tackle, it's probably going to be Leno. And Kevin chimed in there a little bit. Leno has not been as bad as advertised. Uh, he yeah. has got beat a couple times, and it's looked really bad. And, you know, that's when you were in the middle of the losing streak, and, you you know, everything was kind of dialed up to 11. So I think you can live with Leno. I'd rather, I'd rather replace Massey. I don't know how feasible it is, because yeah. I think his dead cap would be in the double digits if you cut him this year. 
But, I mean, like we've seen, I mean, if the Bears make the playoffs and they think that this window is open still, they might decide to bite that bullet. So it, it really just depends. But back to my original point, I mean, Mustafer has been unbelievable. Castillo has definitely earned a job for next year in Chicago, in my opinion. Um, it, it, it's great. I can't wait for James Daniels to get back because I think then you'll see the unit that was 2018. And once you get him back, too, I, I mean, Juan Castillo has been everything and more than advertised when he came over from Buffalo. So credit to him. You could argue you've seen the unit from 2018, these past three games. I mean, the, the, we've, we haven't seen lanes like that in two years. Uh, the lane we saw for Dave Montgomery in the 80-yard run, we haven't seen that since the, the Chargers game of last year, maybe. Uh, oh, boy. And even... You know, I mean, and I know that sounds like a joke. I mean, I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. We have not seen a lane like that in what feels like forever. And it only happened maybe once last year. But I want to go sure. back to what Chris was saying, too, about the coaching staff and about, you know, all of a sudden, Bill Lazor understands that you got to play to the strengths of your quarterback. I mean, it, it, and then this plays also to what Chris is saying about, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm so worried about these guys coming back. And I, I do understand the worry. But again, the better the offense does and the more of these quotes that come out is more of an indictment on Matt Nagy. Uh, it really is. So to me, it, it, the, the better Mitch plays, if the Bears come out here and drop 30 points again on the Minnesota Vikings, it's just even more of an indictment on Matt Nagy that for not just this year, but the years past, you weren't playing to the strengths of your quarterback. And all of a sudden you see the product of what happens when you do play to the strengths of your quarterback, which is, you know, good quarterback play right now. The way Mitch has been playing <laughs> the past three weeks, I will say good quarterback play. And that's not an overreaction at all. Then it's like, okay, then what the hell? You know, then why the hell is Matt Nagy, why why should he be here next year? And if Bill Lazor can figure it out, and, and here's the problem too. People say, oh, well, you know, you're just dumbing down the offense. I mean, you know, it, it's, a, it's part of the, I think Tom Waddle said this in ESPN 1000. Well, it's an indictment on the quarterback because you got to dumb down the offense and take away from Matt Nagy's genius complexity offense. That's not the case, guys. That's not the case. They're not just dumbing this thing down. They're just allowing him to do things that he does well. Uh, and quite frankly, you have to give some props to Mitch Trubisky because I believe it was, I don't know who, I think it was Filippo this week that said, look, we schemed some deep shots open and there were some deep shots available, but Mitch Trubisky showed a lot of discipline and just took the underneath routes and was getting first downs all day. And I think that that's really good to see is that he maybe, you know, against the Packers, he saw those deep shots, he took them, that resulted in two interceptions. And this this has been one of the biggest criticisms of Mitch in his career is going deep when there are guys underneath open. You'll see the videos after every week. You say, well, why is Mitch taking the deep shot to Mooney when Al Robinson's running a 10-yard in route and he's wide open, right? I mean, we see those, we see, we seemingly have seen those videos every week of Mitch Trubisky's career. So for him to finally figure out and make the right decision and say, you know what, as much as I would love to hit the home run ball, we all love the home run ball. We all love the deep balls and the chunk plays. If I can get a first down here and move the chains and, and dominate the time possession by just getting, you know, these 10-yard routes to Allen Robinson and these, you know, swing routes to Darnell Mooney, and that's effective, then that's what works. So you have to give respect to Mitch Trubisky, but I do think that going for, I mean, these quotes, guys, they they mean a lot. They mean a lot. And it's just, it's it, quote after quote, you know, performance after performance. It's an indictment on Matt Nagy for not playing to the strengths of the quarterback. And then I dare put this out there, but then it really, it really leads you to wonder if you do have a coach that plays to his strengths, what are the odds Mitch Trubisky's back in 2021? And I, I don't know if we want to explore that option right now uh, because we got this Viking game to cover, but it is something to think about and to keep in the back of your head. Mitch continues to play well. Yeah. Um, one thing that's really starting to get under my skin um, is people talking about how the offense is dumbed down now. 
Like, okay, first of all, if you're saying that, you're implying that Matt Nagy is good at what he does Jeez. or he's smart, which is not the case. Okay? <laughs> like, like, no, no, like, I'm actually being serious because it's like, like, are you, are we being serious right now? Like, you're going to call it dumbing down when the guy himself is dumbed down? Like, I, I don't, I, that, that's crazy to me. Like, I mean, playing your quarterback strengths is never dumbing down the offense. Oh. I, I don't care. Like, that, that doesn't make sense. And if that's, if that's considered dumbing down the offense, then I'm fine with dumbing down the offense if my quarter if, if that's what's gonna help my quarterback out. Like I just that's so stupid. That is so dumb. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry for my little rant, guys. Just had to no, get that. I mean, oh, that's there. No, you're you're right. I mean, that's kind of what we talked about with the whole Zimmer Nagy thing. So absolutely right. But let's do let's do you know what? Let's do some positives. Um, let's do some positives because this team is flying high. This team is feeling good. Um again, David Montgomery been unbelievable needs at least 15 carries this week in my opinion and my very very humble opinion but um y- you know it works you have the ingredients you have an offensive line uh so make it work let's do it pull it together um you know what and and i'm gonna do this right now uh i'm just gonna launch us into bold predictions here um okay. robert quinn has two sacks oh wow why why? Wow. Because I, because you know what? I woke up today and I chose violence. So okay. I'm <laughs> you did choose violence. Uh, I'm, you know, I, you know, screw it. I'm with you. Let, let, and well, I do think, I, I think it is a possibility too, because all of a sudden we have, we ha- I have this little optimism, you know, that the defense is going to start getting fired up T- because tiny I, little bubble of hope, tiny little bubble of hope. Even, you know, I, I've always got that tiny and my bubble is probably usually bigger than most people's. Uh, so I wouldn't even say tiny. I think it's a big bubble of hope because I think we, you know, as much as we talk about confidence and how it applies to the offense, it applies equally as much to the defense. Uh, and, and not from, just from a game to game standpoint, from a week to week standpoint. I mean, all of a sudden, Khalil Mack, he's back. Boom. Uh, you know, the defense allowed only seven points. They look phenomenal. They're getting takeaways. Can they feed off that performance? They have in the past, and I think they can. I think they will. And Robert Quinn, uh, you know, he was getting after Deshaun Watson a little bit last week. I don't know exactly what his pressure rate was, but there were some scenarios where Robert Quinn could have had a few sacks. He missed a few tackles, uh, was at least getting some pressure. And I think he, you know, it would it would just be so nice to see him get his. Uh, but just about the defense in general, I mean, Jake, you're absolutely right. I mean, this, I, it's like, I'm trying to find the perfect analogy, but it's like they just broke out of their shell. Like they were in a shell for the past six weeks and they just broke out and they just are going to ride this momentum for the next three games. Uh, And that's why I think last week was so crucial for them to have the performance that they did. And yes, I know the player, you know, everyone is still going to, you know, undermine it by saying, oh, all these players were out. Yeah, but they, you know, they they could have had still had 20 points dropped off. Uh, by them, like the Lions did to them. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't really make a difference. So they really got to feed off that performance. And if this, if they get fired up, they get motivated. You know why? Why should that not apply to um, our guy Robert Quinn? So I'm, I don't know about two, but I'll at least say one. I think he does. You know, finally, you know, show up on the statue, which would be very refreshing. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope he figures it out. I, I just. You know, it, Matt Nagy came out today and said, you know, he hasn't been hurt. Um, you know, he, he he hasn't been hurt. He's been healthy all year. And, you know, so and, and that's kind of that's kind of what makes it makes it suck a little bit more because, you know, I think it was yesterday or the day before. But there were reports coming out about how um, Robert Quinn's been playing hurt. And um, I, I guess Matt Nagy kind of shot that down. So, I mean, 
It's probably uh, Robert Quinn leaking out his own rumors here to try and save himself <laughs> a little bit. I just, um, you know, I, I hope he does figure it out because, I mean, they, they invested a lot in him. And, you know, I, he's been he's been underwhelming. So hopefully, you know, he's motivated right now. They, they're coming off a win. And, and you know, maybe he, he can use that as, uh, as fuel. This yeah. team being so close to the playoffs. This, this is the scary part for me is that this is setting up for heartbreak against the Packers. Uh, yes, and we, as we talked about on Sunday, uh, as we talked about on Sunday night, which you guys all heard on Monday. But it's terrifying. And that's why I think me and Chris are hesitant to throw our hats in this ring because, buddy, I've been hurt before, and I'm not sure, so sure I'm ready to sign up again for an Aaron Rodgers rip-my-heart-out moment. But that being said, the Vikings are not the Packers. The Vikings are the Vikings. And they're kind of frauds. So I, as I said earlier, Mitch Trubisky is the daddy of the Minnesota Vikings in the past, has been the daddy of the Minnesota Vikings. So I would appreciate if that continued. Um, although uh, I, I'm not, I thought there was a bug crawling on this wall. That was scary. But anyway, I press on with my rambling thought that, I mean, this team has a lot to play for. They're playing inspired. They're playing hot. So, I would just like to see it. A, a little a little consistency would be nice from this team, although not the kind of consistent consistency that we saw the last two months. Not that kind of consistency. Good consistency. Positive regression. So um, that would be uh, preferable. But anyway, are you guys going to give bold predictions, or am I the only one yeah, doing I'll, them today? Okay, I'll go. I'll yeah, go. Go ahead. Um, go ahead, Kevin. I'll do bold predictions here. Um, I don't know how bold it is um, based off what we've seen in the past, but I'm going to say the Bears hold Dalvin Cook under 80 yards rushing. Uh, I really do think this is possible because you look at what they did last time against the Vikings on Monday Night Football. Dalvin Cook carried 30 times. and Yeah, he ran for 96 yards, but it's because he carried 30 times, only 3.2 yards per carry. You look at last year uh, uh, when in the only game that Dalvin Cook played in was early on in the year. I think they held him to under 50 yards for some reason. Akeem Hicks shows up against the Minnesota Vikings, and he has a little bit of a feud with Dalvin Cook. I don't know if you guys remember on Monday night the last time they played. Those two were going at it all night, jarring at each other. Akeem Hicks is going to be ready to go and ready to shut down Dalvin Cook up the middle. And I think and you mentioned about consistency. Well, stay consistent in the way you shut down their running attack, but it's got to go hand-in-hand hand with what they do in the pass game because Justin Jefferson scares the hell out of me, but if you do stop that rushing game, it does. It, it, it's obviously very effective to what you can do against Kirk Cousins and what they didn't do last time out, but it still it still can do a lot if you shut down Dalvin Cook. So I, I know it's bold, but that's why it's called bold predictions. Dalvin Cook under 80 yards rushing. I know all the fantasy fans out there who have Dalvin Cook aren't going to be too happy about that bold prediction, but that's what I'm going with, Dalvin Cook under 80. All right, for mine, I said the same exact bold prediction when we played the Vikings last time, and it didn't come true. But I'm going to say the same one for the same reason. Allen Robinson is going to have a crazy game. I, I still, I, you know. Well, def- I, I define know, crazy for us. I know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say for sure over 100 yards and at least one touchdown. Well, okay. I, I wouldn't say that's not crazy by Allen Robinson standards. But, I mean, that's pretty damn good, I would say. So, um, yeah. I'll, I'll go with that. I think um, I brought up the whole Chris Boyd Instagram post. So, Chris Boyd, your time has come. <laughs> Allen Robinson is coming. <laughs> I would like to see, honestly, in light of that Instagram post, I would honestly like if 
the Bears said, all right, well, you're one guy. Let's go to Komet and Mooney and so on and so forth and burn you other ways, even yeah. even if that's what ends up happening, which is unlikely because Allen Robinson, you know, he I mean, he's got an extension he's playing for. So our a contract elsewhere, hopefully not. But um, yeah, I, I got I, I just want to say I have all I think, of I have that post uh, screenshotted and saved in my phone for when the time is right. Oh, he so can't wait. Uh, just want just want to warn Chris Boyd um, so he better <laughs> be on his game. You better be on his game. <laughs> you sound like, you sound like oh, the zoo fans who come for me every December, but I digress. <laughs> um, but anyway, all right, let's do our segment sponsored by Manscaped. What is blank listening to this week? And this week we are going with Mitch Trubisky. So, Kevin, it's your segment sponsored by Manscaped, of course, again. And I'm going to let you kick it off. What is Mitch Trubisky listening to this week? All right, so I don't have a specific segment to play, but I'm going with the song from our guy Pitbull and I believe Christina Aguilera, Feel This Moment. Yeah, it's a bop. It's an old pop song. Anytime you go to the club back in you know the 2010s, you used to hear it. It's a great Big song, but here's why I chose it. What's that? Big club guy in 2010, were you? Oh, yeah. Big, big club guy in 2010. Or, you know, you know those middle school dances, you know, the vibes I was out there, you know, bopping to some some Pitbull, you know, the moves. Um, And, and look, it, it's a great song. You know, Pitbull's underrated, and we don't have to get into that, but is people he, do not is give he, Pitbull. Is he? He is. The guy produces bangers. Bruh. Timber, time of our lives. I mean, come on. International love. It, it, it goes on, I, I, my guy. I, I, underrated. I, think, I, I think Pitbull is appropriately rated, but let, move on. Move on to the, to <laughs> anyway, the actual. Anyway, <laughs> so feel this moment, right? And look, you know, Mitch, you know, right now, surprisingly, people are back in on Mitch. Every, all, Seemingly everyone is back in on Mitch. You've seen the glimpses of hope. You've seen his good play. And now, you know, it doesn't happen often for Mitch. And he hasn't been able to stay consistent. So he's just feeling this moment right now. He wants to feel it. He wants to, you know, you know, soak it all in. How does it feel to have the fan base in the city love me? Because he hasn't received a lot of love the past three years. So he's getting a lot, a lot, a lot. He's <laughs> my God, what was that? He's getting a lot of love after the past performance against the Texans. He's got to soak it all in. He's got to feel this moment, and then maybe it'll inspire him to, you know do better uh, next week and the weeks to come. So then he can continue to feel that moment because he loves how much it feels. So feel this moment. by like Pitbull is what Mitch Trubisky has been listening to. But Jake and Chris, what else does he have on that Spotify playlist? Jake, do you want to go or you want me to go? I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Um, go I'm going with uh, win by J rock. If oh, hell this yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, dude. yeah. Yeah, so you're familiar from the Apple commercials. Oh, yeah. Um, also on my workout playlist, but I digress. Me too. Um, Me too. You know, I, I do, you know, noted gym guy here. Anyway, uh, I'm going with win by J-Rock. That is what Mitch Trubisky is listening to this week because snap the losing streak. I mean, it's obvious. He won. He won. He had a great performance against the Texans, and he deserves every second of it. I hope he has it on repeat. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, those are some good choices. I'm going to go with the most basic freaking song. Everybody has heard this song. This was on every freaking basketball, football highlight mixtape in like 2010. Um, remember the name by Fort Minor. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. L- l- listen, I think. What a poll. <laughs> I think. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, you know, I, I think kind of what I said earlier, like he's trying to prove himself like he's still in that, you know, 
in that mindset where he's trying to prove himself. He's trying to prove that he belongs and, you know, he's the guy to move this team forward. So um, that uh, paired with win, uh, which was Jake's choice, I think is uh, is pretty good. I also I also really like Kevin's as well. But uh, remember, the name stuck out to me a little bit because, you know, you're, he's going to try to play so well, you're going to have no choice but to remember <laughs> the name. So that that's oh, my oh, man. Once Jeez. you go remember the name, you can't go back. Yeah, you can't. Really, I mean, grade, fourth grade me is punching air right now. Oh, uh, <laughs> there are two songs that you know. Once you go there, you gotta fucking ball out. It's remember the name, and then it's this song. If y'all know what this one is. That one, one, once it, that song comes out, I I heard a story of somebody was talking about you know they used to play that song coming out of the locker room before their games and they were apparently like 0 and 12 and every you know it was the most embarrassing thing in the world because you can't just you know start with that song and then get blown out once you put put on or remember the name on you know the aux cord you you got a fucking ball you have no choice you got a ball yep. Uh, j- just for the record, my secondary choice was uh, Dirt Off Your Shoulder by Jay-Z and Linkin Park. <laughs> that was, oh, that's I, good. I, I really considered throwing that one out there, but I mean, I guess I have now. But anyway, Mitch Trubisky, those are the songs that you're probably for sure definitely listening to because obviously we know you. Uh, we have our direct line to you. So obviously, um, and Kevin's probably camped out outside your house most nights. So um, that being said. We've done our bold predictions. We've done our what is Mitch Trubisky listening to. Sponsored by Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped. We love you. Uh, Again, CHI, code SHI, for 20% off of free shipping. But keeping it moving, predictions for the Bears' tilt against the Vikings. Now, I think Um, I'll I'll kick it off. But, I mean, I'm going Bears. I'm going Bears. It's been a long time been a long time since i was uh back on this train but you know i'm happy to be here and uh i'm going bears and as i should i i mean i was so so blind picking against them no i wasn't i was rational and smart for picking against them the last few weeks but that being said i'm going with the bears i think mitch trubisky comes out here the bears know what's here uh the bears are dogs three-point dogs in this game it's in minnesota so uh, i mean i don't blame it obviously they beat a bad texans team so things aren't going to completely change just in one week after you beat a bad team but i think this team takes care of business they know what they're playing for they're ready oh excuse me Whew. um but they know what they're playing for the playoffs are at stake here and this is a team that they historically uh, over the last few years have taken care of and i think they get back to that uh this week against the vikings i'll go bears i'm gonna go bears 35 20 35 20 oh my oh, god Jim, jake is almost as yeah. optimistic as me and that is a, a hard level to reach so props to jake is on there now listen uh you know i i'm i don't know should i pick because last week chris and i didn't pick we said you know what screw it jesus i leave pick. for one week and this show falls and, apart it uh, well hey can you blame us i mean look at the product yes, so I can, absolutely so do i pick or do i not i'm on the clock here. what do format, i do damn it Oh shit! All right, I guess I gotta do it. Um, I look. He, here's the deal. Here's the deal. The last time these two teams played, uh, I think it is really important to note that the Bears played pro- arguably their worst game of the year. Uh, they played like garbage. They played terribly, and they still had a chance to win the game. You know, down the stretch, it was 19 to 13. It was a one-score game, and they played like shit. So 
if they just play a little bit better, they play a little bit better. Mitch Trubisky plays well. They get more than 41 yards on the ground. Uh, they should win this game. And yes, the should it should is the word I am using. I'm going Bears 27-20, and every single Bears fan out there should be picking the Eagles and rooting for the Eagles because we know what happens. If the Eagles take care of business and Jalen Hurts runs all over the Arizona Cardinals, the Bears are slotted into the playoffs. So go Bears and go Eagles. I know I, I fuck these guys because the double doink and they won't ever you know give it up. But for once, I'm rooting for the Eagles. But I'm going Bears 27-20. I hope I'm not jinxing it here, but Bears, let's go. All right. Um, I'm not going to BS or waste any time. Um, I'm also going with a Bears win. Um, but I do think it's it, – this is a shaky prediction for me. It, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not confident in it, but I'm going to go with the Bears. I just think they match up well with the Vikings. Um, and I think Mitch Trubisky just – has success against the Vikings. Um, and, and, you know, it's not, you know, th- they saw Nick Foles last. The Vikings saw Nick Foles l- the last time they met. Um, and, and, you know, it's a different quarterback, a quarterback that's, you know, he's proved that he knows what he's doing against the Vikings and, you know, he torches them. So two teams, I mean, they're in the same spot, um, looking to do the same things basically uh, for the rest of the season. So, I, I mean, I do think it's a toss up, but uh, I'm going to go with the Bears. I, I think I'm going to go 27-17. Yes, sir. This is the first time we've all been on the Bears. It has to while. have been a while. It's, yeah. It, it has to have been. I mean. Other than last week. Well, you weren't on the Bears. Well, so I wasn't here, talking? so. Last yeah, was, uh, true. I, I, yeah. Wait, last week you said you didn't do picks. What are we talking about here? Yeah, but I bet. On, I, okay, yes, but I did bet on the Bears, so I don't. Okay, you know, well, I we're did talking on... for the record, Kevin. Okay, okay. Um, no, but this, I mean, this is the first time we've all been on the Bears in a long time, so um, that means that they're probably gonna rip our hearts out. Um, no, that's not what that means. I'm, I'm gonna don't knock on wood. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Thankfully, I've started sitting at a desk instead of in my bed to do this, so. Um, you know, being really professional here. All right. Anyway, we're getting off track, so I'm going to wrap it up. Um, but shout out Manscaped, Coach CHI, Shy, 20% off, free shipping. Get yourself looking hot for 2021. We all know that you can do it, and we believe in you. So help us, help you, help us. But we're all picking the Bears to come back to 500 and get into that playoff spot. Need the Cardinals to lose to the Eagles, which, I mean, the Eagles playing Jalen Hurts, I mean, he looked phenomenal. They beat the Saints, so um, life that's great. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. So, that being said, this has been Bears Nation Podcast. As always, thank you for listening and sticking with us, even through that six-game losing streak in which we were definitely super annoying. But we appreciate all of you. We'll appreciate you more if you use our code SHY, C-H-I, at Manscaped for 20% off of free shipping. But for myself... For Kevin and for Chris, this has been Bears Nation Podcast. Thank you for listening, and as always, bear down. Bear down. Bear down.